Okay, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is Teenage Lobotomy. What do you need more? Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Philip, And I'm Molly. And with us again, jumping out of order, we've brought back Ed Stasium. Hey, this is getting day. really boring, guys. <laughs> We've recorded and recorded and recorded and recorded this podcast for six hours, a la Phil Spector. Oh my god! I've hit Molly in the back Listen, of the head. Ramones are never boring. <laughs> sure. Well, they, no, no, thank been, you. Actually, guys, it's been great. You guys, you two oh, thank are you. Very knowledgeable about the the brothers. And we paid you to say that. Thank you for doing your contractual <laughs> there were, duty. There were cronuts involved. <laughs> uh, today we are discussing a big one. We're discussing teenage lobotomy. This is from Rocket to Russia. We're talking 1977. Mm-hmm. Talking the third album. We're talking big time. Yeah. Uh, producing. I, producing this guy right here. Well, Tommy and Tommy. Tommy and Tony. Tommy and Tony. But Tommy and Tony. It was, and also essays. Mostly Tommy and myself and, and Tony. Okay. okay. And Tony's there, but he's around. He's around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's yeah. the man behind the man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is written by everybody. Apparently, according to Tommy, the video I saw of Tommy, he said, it seems like everybody had a hand in this. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Could be. It sounds more like a Dee Dee lyric. It does seem like a Dee Dee lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been my guess, too. Yeah. But he, he, that's, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it can lean. Well, at, this, at this point, you know, they probably all had a hand in something. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that Tommy came up with the drum, the drum thing. That sure. Unusual. Boom. Do 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 do. Yeah. Off the wall. Um, yeah. And to open with the drums. Yeah. Open with the drums. That's nice. It's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, It's it doesn't happen. It's kind of tribal when they open it, with drums. Sometimes. It happened in rock and roll high school. It did. Yeah. It did. But that was just a straight up beat. You know, that was a, the, the the classic Ramones. Boom, ba, 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 boom, yeah. ba. This is like, doom, doom, do, 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 boom, doom, do. It's a weird time signature. You know, uh, I'm not that school to even tell you what time signature that would be. Uh-huh. But did um, they know what time no, signature was? No, okay, yeah. they had no clue. No clue. No okay, clue. Yeah. It just sounded cool. Yeah, I mean, did these guys write anything down? Or were no, they just... No, okay. it was all, all, all head stuff. Okay. I think it's like a 5-4... Might be five foot down. Two, one, two, three, four, five, six, one. I don't know. I, I never could get that stuff straight. I have no. I mean, I I'm get, not. A, I'm not the. I, I can't I, get I, that stuff straight. I don't I'm think just, I'm the feel guy. I, I yeah. think most. I think a lot of people are. There was some. I, I think it's the the George Harrison documentary that Martin Scorsese made recently. Mm-hmm. They talked to Ringo Starr about doing. There's like a triplet part in Here Comes the Sun. Yeah, and he's like. I don't know the trip. You know, like what are you talking about? And then they eventually said it was like I want you to go ba 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 ba. He's like, okay, got it. So ba 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 ba. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah, yeah, it fits. Side note: Did you hear have anything to do with the Martin Scorsese Ramones film that was supposed to be happening like two years ago? I heard about it, but there's that was just a. I think it was just a rumor. Just a rumor. Okay. I think it was just. Do you think that that would be amazing? Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. Let's see, Martin Scorsese, maybe. Yeah. Well. Uh-huh. Uh oh, before I forget, Super Scientific mm-hmm. gave the song category mental illness. Because yeah. this guy's got serious. It's problems. the epitome. Yeah. It's the it's up there. Yeah. This might be one of the tent pole. Yeah. Yeah. Um I have some facts. Okay. I have Love some it. facts about how many times this was played live. Okay. It is the number six <gasps> most played. Ramon song by the Ramones. I believe that. Would you like to take a guess? I now love remember to guess. the last the last one we talked about, number ten, Rock and Roll High Rock School, was like 
590 something. Yeah. So it's more than that. Hmm. Now you may I'm have gonna say 800. I was going to say 795. <laughs> I found 627. Oh, that's I'm closer. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that yeah. seems low, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Considering I mean, it's off their third album. Sure. And, and I mean, they, it's every, like, every live thing after Rock, Rocket Russia is like, there it is. Yeah. It's almost always yeah. at the same spot. I mean, what's probably the number one beat on the brat? Blitzkrieg. It's Blitzkrieg. It's Blitzkrieg. How many Blitzkrieg. times? Okay. You know how many times? The, the time, I, I, I should say, qualify this. Uh, it's off this website uh, called setlist.fm, which for someone like me is super interesting because it categorizes all that stuff and be like, okay, from these periods, this is what they played the most. Um, and I think Blitzkrieg, is, they have it counted around like 700 something even that but they played 200 shows 2000 2000 shows, shows? Yeah. now it counts they played blitzkrieg bop on every show that right I've ever seen. now it counts it yeah so you take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. um but it also counts things like they were on dave letterman and they played pet cemetery and they didn't play anything else right okay but okay. yeah, I, I always I always kind of take it like you say. I'd feel like it'd be closer. I have the true I, count is I've closer. I've seen the Ramones dozens of times, and they always played Blitzkrieg Bop. Yes, yeah. every every set. There was never a time they're they didn't contractually play. obligated. <laughs> Gotta play the, the Blitzkrieg Bop yeah. guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but anyway, there it is. So you both you it, both lose. It's possible they did enough, like whatever, between live shows where they just did one song that didn't include that. It's that, possible. Whatever. Possible. I don't know. I'm not. It seems like it's a low some, number. It's some free. It does seem like a low number. Yeah. It it's some. Yeah. Exactly. Monty would know. Monty. That's true. Uh, is Monty talk- still around? Yeah. 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 Should, and you guys still friends? We should, yeah. We should yeah, contact amazing. him and have him go through every one and tell us how many times they played it. <laughs> that would be... You'd love to do that. And I'm, I was going to say, I'm going to dispute numbers with you for an afternoon. Dispute numbers. Uh, this is also, to carry our theme here, this is one of the songs they play live in Rock and Roll High School. Yes. At the concert. At mm-hmm. the concert. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where the lyrics appear... On the screen. On the screen, mm-hmm. so everybody can sing along. Yeah. About DDTs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good idea by Alan Arkish. <laughs> it is yeah. good. It's, you know, credit to Alan Arkish. That movie is so fun. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, you should talk to Alan as well. You we should. would love to. Uh, yeah, sure. Maybe you could put us in touch. <laughs> hey, what do we do? <laughs> we actually got hey, to... why not give his phone number right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually got to go to the... Um, we were invited by the estate to go to the... Um, oh, yeah, the Johnny Ramon... Cemetery to watch Rock and Roll High School. Okay. And they yeah. had a bunch of people there that were basically... Like Steve Jones and, talking about and the which, cast. Which one did you go? This last recent one? Uh, two, two years. Two years ago. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah. But yeah, but it, yeah, it's fun. I know we're like Super really fun. into it and drank the Kool Aid on this, yeah. but especially that concert scene. Actually, I was telling a friend of mine this, who's not even like a Ramones fan. I was telling him, it was like, for what it is, it feels there's like shots in there. It's like, yeah, but you're this is selling it. Yeah, this, like this is what we want. Yep, is this group doing this? Yep, and this is one of those times. Yep. Oh, he, he oh, did it. He. I'm just gonna say a little bit more yeah. about Alan I think he just did a great job of. Showing the band, making it that's the right. band yeah, look cool, I mean. and you know, giving them their due, letting them do their thing, but then also working them into the plot. Like it was just really well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. you work with what you got. It's yeah. a classic. Yeah. It is a classic. It um, is a classic. So in that movie, this is also the song that is played in the science lab scene oh, to yeah. blow up mouse. the mice. <laughs> Poor little now, mouse. yeah. Now they have the rockometer, <laughs> which they're showing uh-huh. as it goes up, and uh-huh. the the line goes up. There are twelve bands, or twelve. 11 bands in one sort of genre, because it starts at Muzak. Okay. K, 
Can you name any of the other bands on there? Beach Boys? No. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Journey's on there. No. No? I thought no. Journey was Eagles. on there. Eagles. No. The Beatles. Ooh. Nope. Getting warm. I have. I haven't. I don't oh know. Oh my god! Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones are. I don't think Journey was on there. They were on you the might... bottom. <laughs> I'll take you up the list. Okay. We start with Muzak. It passes Pat Boone. <laughs> okay, Pat Boone. Right. Then Debbie Boone. <laughs> Donnie and Marie. Uh-huh. Then we go to Kansas. Kansas. That's that, that might have been a yeah. <laughs> Peter Frampton. Mm-hmm. Farina. Jethro Tull. Led Zeppelin, uh-huh. The Nuge, The Nuge, Ted Nugent, <laughs> then The Stones, and then The Who, and then it reaches the Ramones, and that's when the uh, the mouse blows up. Poor mouse. Yeah. Notice also, that's an appropriate hierarchy. Yeah, <laughs> that feels. I mean, it's very. It's yeah, in a science right. lab. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it's very right. scientific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. It. Yeah, and it's kind. Of, it does <laughs> kind of make sense. Yeah, because because <laughs> The Who were always known as so loud, so you're like, well, we have to be. The loudest, but we have to also acknowledge who is like, well, this is like historically, yeah. everybody says it's this. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Um, and more stuff about the lyrics. Okay. It was, we were talking about this earlier, but I feel like there's an, like an inordinate number of interviews where they make Joey say the lyrics. And the two that I found were, there's this one that's awesome on Regis and Kathy Lee. Sure. Um, that's super awkward and great. Yeah. And there's also one when he and his mom are on the old Geraldo show. Wow. Wait, who and whose mom? Joey Ramone and his mom. I've never seen that. What? Go I've on. never even heard Charlotte. of that. Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte, sure. They, uh, yeah. And I actually, she might even be one of the ones who sings, she like quotes back Teenage Lobotomy. And so they're, why are people asking about the lyrics just because they're like, so shocked by that? Well, or? that's that's what we can get into now because I feel like mm. there's some sort of quality with these lyrics mm-hmm. that people glom onto for whatever reason. Maybe it's the, the well, catchiness general, of the song and then you're like, what am I singing idea. about? Sure. That it's lobotomy, but it's not just lobotomy. It's lobotomy on teenage children. I mean, really, <laughs> yes, you know, for sure. it's kind of shocking. Like, teenage oh. lobotomy. Yeah. yeah. Well, if the shock treatment didn't work, yeah. give them a lobotomy. We had to go to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we had shock treatment on leave home. And yeah, it was natural. Progress. It's a natural progression to a lobotomy. It didn't work there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think yeah. We were talking a little bit about um, uh, Joey's brother's book that right. talked a lot about. I slept with Joey Ramon, about right? Joey's um, visit to what would you call them? Various institutions. Various institutions, and. I feel like that is something that they write about a lot. Yeah, sure. This band, in general. Mm-hmm. When no other band is right, it's not like this is a topic that we're all talking about. <laughs> right. like, One of the know. bands written about mental illness. Yeah, <laughs> and not even mental illness, but lobotomies. And I mean, these are very well, aggressive. And part of what I think maybe makes this particular song fun, for lack of a better word, <laughs> is that it's a fun beat of a song. Yeah. It, it is a fun song. Mm-hmm. And it's telling this sort of dire thing, but it's obviously got humor about it mm-hmm. because they do like three things of this awful thing and then end with gonna get my PhD. <laughs> you know, like it, it just makes you like a little more comfortable. Like, oh, we're clowning around. Yeah. This is funny. Yeah. Even though the first parts were about awful stuff. Well, I think that's what people really love. Some people really love about the Ramones is they have a very dark sense of humor. 
Yeah. You know, they, they, they talk about these things that are, especially I think at the time, like now we could talk about lobotomy and we're so, we're so, um, we're in an age of Trump where it's like nothing can shock us anymore. Yeah, sure. But back in <laughs> sure. those days, it must have been like really shocking. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. 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 Did it was like a chant. Lobotomy! <laughs> yeah. Lobotomy! Did you hear this song prior to going in and recording no. it? This th- no. 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 So the day of, yeah. you're like, what are we recording? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> I'm there. Fuck yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And it was, it's a great, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Okay. It's not my number one. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do is you it love about it? Yeah. I, I love the way it starts off with Tommy grinding out there. Yeah. I love the chant mm-hmm. and I love the lyrics and I love the, you know, dang, dang, da, 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 the, the crazy uh, unexplained time signature that the uh, song is in. Yeah. It is it, funny. It's, uh, it's just great. It just, it's, it, it is right. Almost epitomizes the Ramones for me. I totally agree. I can see that. It's fast. And also, it's it's teenage, which I think Mm -hmm. Ramones are really, we talked about this, like, arrested development in their music. They're always talking about teenage love, teenage everything, and Uh they really were a symbol for teenagers, that kind of, like, punk teenage thing. Mm -hmm. And then mental illness. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like... No, I like, I like, though, that idea of, like, it's, it's one of the Ramones like if aliens landed today and you're like what are these Ramones about you're like well you should listen to this listen to Teenage Lobotomy yeah <laughs> you'll it. get it yeah you alien bug you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it is I feel like those drums are very tribal and mm-hmm. Ramones themselves are tribal you know they all mm-hmm. dress alike they're all part of the same tribe they all they're like these little street sure. rats that they, they wear the same uniform they wear the same hair you yeah. know they so I think there's something there that... it's a totally unusual drum beat uh-huh. It's in some weird time change, and uh, it's you know it's not normal. Doom, doom, do 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 boom. You know, it's a snare and a tom tom, and it's just very bizarre. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very tribal. It's primitive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a straight up four four on the floor thing. It's mm-hmm. very unusual. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's a code actually. It's a code. No. Like an SOS. <laughs> no, no, it's a code. Code. Okay. <laughs> it's a okay. Code. So code. it's a. It's, Two ancient aliens. It's a code. <laughs> oh, right. I love That's that. why they would like it when I we totally play I totally believe that Ramones <laughs> were connected to ancient aliens. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so when... We're talking drum beats for a second. Okay. Were those drum beats worked out before you guys got in the studio? Or is that yes. something... Okay. They, it was all worked out. Got they, it. They worked it out. They were rehearsing for... Okay. Heaven, heaven knows how long. Hmm. So anytime Ramones came in, they had everything worked out pretty much. And you were just laying down tracks. Until... Um, well, for those... The early records, when we got to, or later on... To uh, too tough to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I attended rehearsals for that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? There were rehearsals for that. Yeah. And that how kind of makes sense? How was that yeah. different? Um, From I, I, I gave more input to the songs. Yeah. Myself, different from me. That's fine. Instead of just coming in and you know, putting an input above uh, the tracks that were already pre, sort of pre-planned. Yeah. I gave input to arrangements, um, parts. Mm. Um, also, Mondo Bizarro. We had rehearsals for that. Mm-hmm. It yeah. kind of makes sense, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but we theorize about a lot of the stuff that like those two particular albums and those eras are kind of like those little Renaissance moments where it's like we're getting back to something, and yes. they're bringing you back into the picture. Yeah, and also yeah. at that time, I had progressed in my production skills. Yeah, uh-huh. and I had started working with a lot of bands. So within these bands, my you know, the old, you know, sitting around my record player and figuring out songs and teaching it to my bandmates when I was 15, mm-hmm. it came back. So I, 
as you know, after Rocket to Russia, moving to LA, coming back and doing a lot of things, I, I would always end up being in a state of pre-production. Mm. So I was pre had pre-production on a lot of the records mm -hmm. I did in between um, end of the century and Too Tough to Die. Not that that was a long bit there. We did Too Tough to Die in 84. It's like four years. Yeah. yeah, like four years. But during that period, I did a lot of bands mm -hmm. and uh, real kind of honed my skills a little more. Sure. Yeah. And with, especially with arranging and throw, really throwing out my two cents. Yeah. Well, also, by the time you get to Too Tough to Die, you guys must just be like, family oh yeah collaborators anyway you know mm. mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah hanging out with joey across the street from his apartment eating sushi <laughs> which he oh, did man. almost every day <laughs> joey loves sushi yeah he does. Oh, that's so joey <laughs> it is that's so joey that's the sitcom yeah so joey <laughs> Um, real quick, Rolling Stone said Teenage Lobotomy was the number 10 all-time best Ramon song, mm -hmm. oh, which wow. I thought was horribly wrong. <laughs> okay. And if I can just sidebar for one second, yeah. I want to read off some of the things that beat Teenage Lobotomy. Can we guess? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Blitzkrieg Bob's going to be in there. Yeah. Blitzkrieg. But, but Sedated. Okay. Yeah. So when uh, we sedated, uh, Judy is a punk. So I want to be sedated was actually number one. Oh, it was. Okay. Yep. Oh my. Let's creep bop number two. Mm -hmm. I can Judy see is that. a punk is definitely there. Mm. Um. Give some. Rockaway Beach is there. KKK to my baby way. Judy she, is a punk. She is not there. Sheena's there. Sheena oh, was like okay. number four. Uh -huh. Pet Cemetery. Uh, really? Mm. Number nine. Interesting. A teenage lobotomy number ten. <clears throat> okay. And also, uh, um, Bonzo. Bonzo goes to a bit. Uh, that had a very I can see that. That has a commercial, a big commercial. Bonzo appeal. is number four. Wow, I, amazing. We, I think that's crazy. You know, you say that's crazy now, but I remember when we talked about that song. That we, it was so popular. We realized how, how we had even like undervalued that song. But still. In, in isolation. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. But still. I'm going to stick up for it a little bit. We have Ed Stacey in the room. He's telling us <laughs> Teenage Lobotomy is maybe the best Ramon song ever. In and my opinion. In my well, opinion. <laughs> I think your opinion means a lot, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You've listened so, to a lot of hours. So anyway. <laughs> of stuff. Just putting that yeah, out there. That's, that means I, nothing, but. I mean, no, it's, it. I, I don't know. I don't know. They got their own opinion. Yeah, it's hard. It's it. hard to not say it's. I want to be sedated for the fact that that's the song that I still hear on the radio. It's, it, yeah, I hear it everywhere. Yeah, I hear it in elevators. I hear it. Yeah, I hear it. I heard when I was living in Durango, Colorado, <laughs> it would come on the speakers at the grocery store. Yeah, in, in, in a cowboy <laughs> town. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my, next, next in between Journey and Kansas. Yeah, I want to be sedated. <clears throat> not necessarily about mental illness, but the idea of sedation. To, it's sedation. He's had a hard day. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Mental illness tangential. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey so, did, did write that about the time that the um, teapot blew up in his face. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What What is the band's, uh, not obsession, but they write so much about this did, just because they thought it was funny, do you think? Yeah. To write it? Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's no other reason. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> There's no other love reason. Love that. It's like, you know, anti-love song. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the only other fact that I have, I don't know about you. Please. But uh, I, I guess this is some sort of unofficial record holder for the most times lobotomy is said in a song. You think? <laughs> it's 11 times. Oh. I accept your challenge. I'm, I'm glad you counted that. <laughs> it took a little while. <clears throat> I like to know. I like to know when, they, when they've... Yeah. stumbled on a Guinness I want to see if I can get him 
Guinness records. Yeah. Like most times, taking on somebody else. <laughs> yeah, really. That should get in. That should get in the record. Something. Book. Yeah. Uh, Ed, I have a personal question for you. When you yes, listen to music, do you ever get to turn your brain off and just enjoy the sounds? Or unfortunately, not. Yeah. Unless sometimes. I had a friend here from Nashville this weekend, and she played me some stuff I hadn't heard before. And we were cooking and doing stuff around, and uh, it was it was cool to. Li- I, I was able to not pick it apart. Uh huh. Yeah. Just, they just because it was the first time listening of a totally you know cool style of music that uh-huh. I hadn't heard before. Is it helpful if it's not a genre you're familiar with, yes. and you can just yeah. let mm-hmm. it wash over you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, tra- but, but usually it's a difficult for me to speak to have a conversation. Yeah, when something, especially when something I'm familiar with is playing. If it's, you know, just my ear goes to it and I'm deciphering it and tearing it apart and listening to all the different little mm. bits and pieces. Um, I like listening to ambient music because it doesn't. You know, I'll listen to ambient, but like YouTube, like space sounds. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Music from space. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fun. Uh, my friend who was here, uh, she uh, she listens in her off time to uh, the c- control room from one of the Star Trek shows. You know, the, just the, oh, the little yes. sounds. And there, there's like 18 hours of it on YouTube. Oh, that's like fun. one 18, YouTube. like maybe it's eight hours, an eight hour stretch. There's a bunch of things like that. There's like if you want the engine sound of the Millennium Falcon just playing. We <laughs> live in a time. I know. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. You're going to tell mm-hmm. people from hundreds of years ago, it's like, you'll never believe where technology goes, that we can just replay a sound effect for eight hours. Yeah. Like, that's where technology goes? Do you guys still have disease? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we solved that <laughs> loop of Star Trek sounds problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's definitely, I listen to music way differently than I was as a, as a kid, as a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, before, you know, from when I started listening to rock and roll, probably at age nine or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a whole, you know, I didn't hear every little thing. I heard the, the, a whole. Yeah. And I, I guess I kind of, but I don't. When I'm listening to something, I hear every little thing. Do you have any bands of, that you're listening brain, to now? Or it takes you... a lot of brain power because I don't have that much brains, so it takes a lot <laughs> of brain power true. to suck that up. Um, <laughs> I mean, are you always listening to the album that you're working on? Yes. Or do you ever have music outside of the thing that you're doing um, that you enjoy? Not much. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I don't I don't turn on the radio. I, I, in the car, I'll listen to Little Steven's Underground Garage. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my stuff comes up on there a lot, but he plays a lot of the great new bands that I really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that are not pretentious and they're playing rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Do, uh, and there, there's stuff out there. I mean, you sure. know, you look at what happened on the Grammys and all this stuff that's going on mm-hmm. with uh, the top one. I mean, I can look at a Billboard chart and I don't know anything that's on there. I have no yeah. idea what all that yeah. pop music is. Yeah, yeah. But there's an underground happening and I think it's, it might be time for a little rock and roll revolution. Hmm. I've been hearing some uh, really, really great stuff lately here and there. Cool. Um, you know, un- unsigned bands. Yeah. Um, unsigned artists. About the, the that way of life of like not being able to not process stuff. When you heard, or if you heard, like the Al- the Ramones albums you didn't work on, did you could you listen to them objectively, or did you have to be like, okay, well, I might have like. Eh, I, I, I sometimes go, well, I might, I would have done this differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do do it. Yeah. Is there an album you didn't work on that you wish you had? Um. Hmm. 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 <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I, guess, I guess the Graham Gilbin record. Yeah. 
Pleasant Dreams? Pleasant Dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I worked on Pleasant Dreams. That had a lot of good songs on it. Yeah. 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 Could okay. use the Ed Stasium. Well, we'll see. Touch. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get to that, you know, in the uh, one of the, in the new mix department. And again, it's another nice shout out for everybody out there to go pick up the Rocket to Russia re-release and leave home and leave home and leave home and yeah. leave home. But and Rocket to Russia only came out like a couple months ago. It's didn't only it? yeah, they November. Cor- they correspond November. with the original yeah. release date. Okay. Road to Road will be coming out in September. Oh, great! Year. Amazing. Nice. Yes. And then uh, end of the century will be. Uh, you know, when is that new century coming out? Like, <laughs> twenty nineteen, or maybe it's twenty twenty. Uh, I think it would be twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, twenty came out in nineteen eighty. Yes. Wow. Um, I think <laughs> I was just thinking about because we're kind of all over the map, but who cares? I think my thought of when you said that thing about uh, Road, to, Road to Ruin, I was like, it's such. It's weird to say it's a pretty album, but it's mm-hmm. a pretty album. It's a very pretty album. Like I don't, but I don't use that adjective for rock. Well, I think a lot of people like that the, would upset them to even. say I guess, that, but you know? screw them. Yeah. It is. It's like there's like there's a prettiness to a mm-hmm. lot of those tracks. Like "Don't Come Close" is like that's a gorgeous song. Yeah, it sounds lush. But I also think way. that um, "Rocket to Russia" is a pretty album. I'm not saying it's not pretty. I'm just saying. One's prettier than the other. <laughs> I think Road Ruin's a little sparklier. <laughs> Maybe. It's a, it's a little cleaner. There's yeah. cleaner stuff in there. Hmm. Do you think part of that came by the fact of, like, like just what you said, that by the time you you kind of touched base with the band again later in their career, you had more experience to bring? And, I mean, here they are. This Rocket Rush is their third album, so they've just put in more hours. And by Road to Ruin, it's like... We've just put in more hours. Yeah. We know how more hours going. in. They wanted to. They still wanted to have a. They the guys wanted to have a hit. So hit. We, we accommodated the recording by adding things that that I liked, that Tommy liked, that the mm. guys liked, but that we all, that also we thought that the audience mm. that the, the the audience that didn't accept the Ramones yet might like. Yeah, sure. And they did. I mean, they picked up on Sedated. That, that became a very well played yeah. song. Yeah. Did it, they? Oh, sorry. No, I, I was gonna say like. You know the 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 idea is that the Ramones didn't get played on the radio because they were getting swept up in the whole British invasion punk scene. They were dirty or whatever. Yeah, there was always when that you know set whole Sex Pistols came out thing about throwing up on people. And but, I mean, do you think that's the only reason why the Ramones weren't getting played on the radio because radio Pro- stations? No, I don't think so. I think it was, they just weren't ready for it. Hmm. They weren't ready for rock and roll to have a resurgence. There's... Oh, radio wasn't ready for Ramones. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Not yeah. Ramones were ready for radio. Oh yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Ramones yeah, were always yeah. ready. Okay, yeah. In my opinion. But, yeah, yeah. You know, they were you know, we had you know, Frampton, Eagles and yeah. you know, all the above. Yeah. Uh, well, the list that blew up the Do you think if they Floyd? would have started if the Ramones would have just been born later in time, they could have been more successful? They are successful. Well, in their own minds, in their yeah. in their um, own time. I don't think so. I think it just it lies as yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't speculate on that. Really. Well, it's so. Fu- I mean, it's funny to us <coughs> because we sit here in 2018, looking back on Ramones, thinking this is the greatest thing that ever happened to music. But at the time, it just seemed like they were so frustrated with their own uh, success story. And to us, it's like you can't get more successful than the Ramones. They're the most influential. They I mean, are. Maybe they besides the Beatles, they're like it. You know. They they uh, you I have uh, documentation to back you up. Part of what actually before we started this, I remember reading an an article in Spin magazine. It was like the hundred or fifty greatest bands ever, mm-hmm. and number one is always the Beatles. Every every it's list always is always the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, and number two was the Ramones. And I remember mm-hmm. some of us going like, "Wow, really? Not X Y Z? Not mm-hmm. these other guys?" And then when they started listing it off, you're like, 
huh, yeah, all right. And then yeah. you just, you, when you start thinking, yeah. when you start allowing yourself to not think, it was like, well, mm-hmm. number one's the Beatles, number two's the Stones, mm-hmm. no, you know, like. Well, even if they would have had up. more success, if they would have started later, they Commercial certainly success. wouldn't have been more influential because they broke they just right. broke it. You know? Well, you're they playing. Your you're brain. playing time travel game yeah. now. Right? I'm playing like a time if travel. They don't, it's a time travel yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> but people know about it. Um, <clears throat> I uh, both Rick Rubin and Little Steven has said to me that their two two top favorite bands are the Beatles and the Ramones. Wow. Wow. Just not, not just in conversation. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, I want to reiterate, I'm not suggesting that the Ramones were not successful. I'm just I, saying, I, I in it. their yeah. recounting of their own careers, they seem like mm-hmm. they wanted right. something. They wanted they like got. a top 10 yeah, radio. They, they wanted, right? they wanted yeah, to yeah. You know, be like the Bay City Rollers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, wanted, they, wanted <laughs> to, they wanted to grab that top 10. Well, you know, uh, the, the chant in uh, Hey Ho, Let's Go from yeah. Wall Street Bob is... La Bada May. La Bada May. That chant is based on a Bay City Rollers song. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yes. S-A. T-U-R-D-A-Y, yeah. Let's yeah. go. That, that was for the original... Uh, uh, did you ever tour South America with them? or No. No, no but I've seen videos and yeah. heard all about that. Yeah. Incredible. They must have felt like kings down there. Yeah, well, they were. They, awesome. they yeah. were. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they were, the, they were like the Beatles down there. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't... I mean, I think the Beatles are fine. But they just didn't rock my world because I just was born later in time to mm-hmm. me. That's exactly like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I love the Beatles. Yeah. And all the guys did too. All, all yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Loved them. Was there, I know like for the first album, they sort of had a target with like, we want this to kind of be like Hard Day's Night and that's why they sort of isolated the channels and stuff like that. Did they have similar type of goals in mind with Rocket Russia other than like, you know, we want to kind of bring in different the, textures? Uh, the, the panning hard left and right of the bass and guitar and even the vocals, the double track vocals on some of the songs. Um, it was the brainchild of Tommy and Craig Leon. Okay. Uh, you know, and I never, we never, there was, that was never even approached. Uh, no. That idea. Well, you know, with the hard panning. Um, <laughs> it's you know, weird. On, on Leave Home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there, nobody ever was, it was never even mentioned. But mm. that was just, it was conceptual. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, but they didn't have, but I'm, what's that? Oh, no, I was just going to say, but they didn't have like a different target to be like, we want this to be like, Led Zeppelin four. No. no, it was just like Never. we're just going. Well, on. I mentioned that there was a you know a Steve Miller reference. Oh yeah, at one time. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't to be like him, but you get that kind of that vibe. How do we do this? Mm-hmm. Make the guitars cleaner. Put a yeah. acoustic guitar on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put an acoustic guitar on. Mm-hmm. I, just, I know it sounds. Yeah, it put sounds. An acoustic guitar. <laughs> it'll, sound, it'll sound pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, it's pretty. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. pretty. I read uh, that you were talking about when you guys were recording Rocket to Russia, and there in the studio there was like that really long hallway. That you guys used. Um, to oh get yes, in, in the mixing. Yeah, in the mixing. Excuse yeah. me, I'm gonna cough. <coughs> <coughs> Cut that out. Do some editing. <laughs> nah. Phil's our tech guy. He he makes everybody look good. Yeah. Um, during the mixing, uh, I mentioned earlier in one of our sessions that uh, Tony Bon Jovi had brought me back from Canada to start uh, be on staff at a new studio, right. which turned out to be the studio called Power Station. So um, while the record Rocket to Russia was the first record actually worked on at Power Station. Mm-hmm. We had, and Tony had purposely, very skillfully, uh, had planned to build a control room first with an isolation room next to it before the construction of the actual large room was built, Studio A. Mm-hmm. So we had the control room, an isolation booth, and a couple bathrooms mm-hmm. that were usable. You know, since then, it's, it's, it went through its changes. It, it, uh, 
Kirk and Memora bought it in, I don't remember, in the early 90s or something and changed it, changed the name to Avatar. Mm-hmm. And it recently sold um, to uh, Berkeley School of Music. Oh, it's down Berkeley Power that's Station cool. at Berkeley yeah. School of Music, and the city of New York helped finance the whole thing. Wow! Yeah, and so that actually it, seems really yeah. wonderful. So instead of having uh, condos built there, yeah, um, they have you know they they're refitting the whole place. Great. It's got to be one of the few times it didn't turn out to be a condo in those stories. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're keeping it. You know, it's a legacy studio. But also to cool. be a student going to Berkeley and to be able to mm-hmm. work in a legendary studio, it's got to be fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. They, oh. What was I? Well, I was saying though, it was the hallway. It was the. Uh, it's a stairwell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we had no outboard gear um, in the studio. We had a Neve console. We had, um, I think, we had an Eventide harmonizer and a couple of Keypex noise gates, and um, I forgot. And then we had some built-in compressors on Neve compressors on the console, um, but there was no. Uh, back in those days, uh, this was right before digital reverb came into the picture. Mm-hmm. So everybody had these, what we had were these huge uh, plates. They're metal plates made by EMT. Okay. And they would have, the, it basically it would have a driver on it that you would send the, uh, whatever you wanted to go to this reverb plate uh, into the driver and then you would have two pickups on it, like not unlike a guitar pickup. And you would return that to the console and that would be, if you wanted more reverb, you, know, you would put that on there. Mm-hmm. Now, before these plates came out, like a gold star, when we were talking about Phil Spector, who put more reverb on stuff. Yeah. Uh, they had they had made uh, uh, chambers, reverb chambers. Um, the reverb chambers at Gold Star were famous for their sound, or glorious sound. Mm-hmm. That's what you're hearing on Hal Blaine, on uh, on uh, Baby I Love You. Uh, no, Baby I Love, not Baby I Love You. Um, boom, boom, boom. Oh, be, be my baby. Be my baby. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, Capitol Studios at their at the tower in Hollywood, they had these fantastic studios in the basement there that are still in use. Hmm. And uh, hmm. and this, you, what is it? You put speakers in there. You have different baffles that you move around to get different delay times. You put speakers in there. Send your vocal in there, your snare drum, whatever it is, and then you return it to the console via microphones. Mm-hmm. So because of the fact that we had no outboard gear, what we did was we took. The stairwell on the um, west east side of the building, and uh, put a couple of JBL forty three tens in there with a crown amplifier, and hooked it up to one of the sends. And you send whatever you want to go to this chamber. Yeah. And uh, and put a couple microphones in the stairwell. And if wow. you wanted it shorter, you bring the microphones closer. <laughs> if you want it longer, you move them apart. And that's all. That's only the reverb. All the reverb you're hearing on Teenage Lobotomy is that stairwell. Uh-huh. There's actually a delay. Labada, me, 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 me. But that delay is being sent to the chamber. Huh. And that's what that, oh, that reverb sound on there is nothing but a stairwell. On the entire album, there's no other reverb on there. But, oh, um, man. A stairwell reverb. A stairwell reverb, yeah. That's great. Oh. And it, unfortunately, a few years ago, the fire department uh, told them to close. They had an inspection. And the fire department told them to, you can't do this anymore. Can't, oh. have, these, can't have these speakers in here. And They're, music's never been good again. Nope, never. <laughs> like, like, right, right to hell in a handbag. Well, this, this, is a, this is a weird question because it's not like that was by design. But I was thinking, we are saying earlier how you've, you have worked with every iteration of the band. Yes. And it seems like, if nothing else, there is a certain quality to the music that comes from those times that is tends to be looked on more positively the earlier days. than the other times. Well, even like yeah. even Mondo and Too Tough to Die. Yeah, yeah. But that's going to be my question is, is there was there like an ideal way that you would set up 
those sessions or those rooms or something that maybe other people didn't know. It was like, you know, Johnny likes his water over here, so put him on that side. No, it, or was it just like, just we're, we're just we working kind of, together? We, kind of, we set up with, the, well, we recorded um, both um, Leave Home, no, we Rocket to Russia and Road to Ruin at Media Sound, which was the Baptist Church, uh -huh. a huge room. And we had a, if we have the we have a you know rect rectangle of a room, have the drummer in the middle, and uh, have the amps out this way. Uh, so if, if you're sitting at the drums, you'd see the amps left and right, Dee Dee and, and uh, Johnny, and they'd be blocked off by some baffles. Mm -hmm. And but the band will all be in the room right by the drums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, and Joey would be in an isolation room. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But there's but I mean all. Yeah, I guess... I, nothing special. No, nothing special. Nothing special. Just let no. him go. No, I don't know anything about where Johnny wanted his water. It's a bad example. Thank God. What's well, his name? Jerry? Who's the guy from, um, from sorry, Spectres that we were talking Donna. about? Donna. No, no, no. no. The, his the engineer. Sound, the engineer. Oh, engineer Larry. Larry, 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 Larry Levine. Larry Levine. Oh, Larry. No, I wonder about that tone thing. Um, this, is a, this is a weird thing, but my... Uh, we often listen to, uh, you know, Broadway cast albums, you know, the soundtrack to this show, yeah. that show. And there's always something that I'll, I guess, complain about, because my wife really loves them. And they're fun, but there's something you complain about. I'm like, it just doesn't sound, it sounds like it's not all there. And I don't know if it's something like the room that they recorded in or Could they isolated them so they much. Record them and they record those things live, usually. Hmm. My friend Frank Filippetti does a lot of those. And they, they kind of do the cast and the orchestra live. Really? Um, but it's just not it's not in the theater. Um, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, but I wonder I mean, about I that I haven't tone. listened to his soundtracks in South Pacific. So. <laughs> yeah. well, but I, I, I'm getting to the mystery of my... Okay, West Side Story. Okay. <laughs> the mystery. No, no, the, no the, just that, that thing of capturing whatever that little... It's all the way you capture noise... Is what's going in there. It's not just music, it's the noise of it, yeah. right? And there's yeah, something it's the about ambience. That. It's the, yeah. as we were talking about, room sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, listen for it. On now. Wikipedia, Ed, you were quoted as saying that this song is a mini Ramon symphony. I did? That's what they somebody <laughs> quoted you as saying. On that. Wikipedia? On confirm Wikipedia. or deny? Can you confirm or deny that? Uh, <laughs> and, well, let's say you didn't say it. Do you agree with that? A, yeah, you know, yeah I, I kind of remember saying that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it holds up what we're saying. It's sort yeah. of like... Well, I'm it, curious. It has, it has all the elements. It has the drum break and the usual drum thing. Uh -huh. It's cool the way, you know, it starts off with... And then Dee Dee comes in. Mm -hmm. So it's like a grand... It's a build-up. Uh -huh. you know, like a symphony. Yeah. Uh, it's a symphony. You know, Dee Dee comes in, then Johnny comes in. You have your intro. Then Joey comes in wailing and singing. Yeah, not just like a regular have, rock song where everybody would just start playing together. Yeah, you know, you uh -huh. come in and you're all at once. Well, you're all a chorus. Yeah. And this a place, all, it has movements to it. Yeah. yeah. Movement. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. that. Well, I don't have many more facts. And we've sort of gone into... I'm to into feeling facts for years. Yeah, we... man, I haven't used a fax machine. I don't know. <laughs> years, I'm telling you. I, I had one in Colorado, but I left it there. Well enough. There's a whole pile of faxes from people. Like, when is he going to pick up these faxes? People still haven't idea. been able to reach you. <laughs> I got rid of that fax machine. I was sick of it. Uh, should we talk about what we feel about this? We song? Sh totally should. Okay, How I do you love feel? it. It's the best, and Rolling Stone is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a love then? Yeah, it's love. Add your love, love too. It's my favorite song. It's a love. Yeah. I'm a love too. Well, it's triple header. It it's I mean, that's funny. An easy win. This is one of those ones that I 
I love, but I almost don't. I don't think of it first when I think of the band mm-hmm. necessarily, but it's so forefront to so many other things. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, of course! Such a huge, huge song. Like I said, it open it opens upside too, and it's got yeah. the lyrics on the movie, and yeah, yeah, it's it's the second song of every concert. Well, I think that's also what helps this song. It's is theatrical. That it's theatrical, mm. and literally, it was in the movie in the theater. Yes, yeah, sure. you know, <laughs> sure. like if if an audience came to Ramones that didn't know them before, it might have been through the movie, and this song's in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it also has with those lyrics too. It has sort of the classic Ramones zigzag of we're talking about this, we're talking about this, we're talking about this. All the girls are in love with me. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this, talk about this. I'm gonna get my PhD. Mm-hmm. Just like that's the joke of it to mm-hmm. be like. Why? How did you put two and two to make six? Yeah, yeah. But here we are. Yeah, those are fun. They're funny. Um, You have a most valuable. Oh gosh. For this, I'm going to go with Ed Stasium. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She printed all these again. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Okay. I don't have to qualify it. No, I don't. I don't know. Obvious. It's 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 either you or Joey. She gives most of her votes to Joey. I mostly give it to Joey, so honestly. <laughs> so there's a big change yeah, of pace. Yeah, totally. It's like changing parties. Well, I will vote for Joey. Okay. Even though I want to say this is actually a really hard one, I feel like, to its credit, to pick like, oh, that's a standout. Because like you said, they all, like that beat is so funky. You totally Tommy. do a Tommy drums. Yeah. VIP or VP. MVR. MVR. Yeah, you could. <laughs> and And I feel like, we're we're saying you know it's obviously got like dd lyric influence Mm -hmm. that guitar sounds amazing yeah everybody's good here it's no no losers no no losers yeah that's part of why it works is it's all pistons firing but i still i think what carries it through for me is joey's singing Mm -hmm. it's just great weird and fun and kind of cute and (laughs) like weird and fun and kind of cute weird and kind of yeah yeah good way to put it yeah yes you have a vote I'm going with Johnny. I'm going with Johnny because it's a great guitar tone on this. Yeah. It's just the key that it's in, and you have the wacky. But then when it gets to the actual verse, you have a normal progression. And it's almost like Led Zeppelin rock and roll. It's a normal progression. And it just rocks through, especially for some reason after the second breakdown no yeah the second breakdown when it goes into the last verse it just screams for me and the mm-hmm. yeah you just, said the guitar is just wailing through there mm-hmm. just, it's right on it's right on the money Those, everything is just perfect for me I think stuff like that's cool too you uh, can pick up on it where you're like that's sort of what I think solidifies people as fans or and I always loving thought, a song yeah, and I always thought that I wish, I wish the first verse sounded like this last verse but then mm-hmm. It gives it a build. Yeah, you gotta work yeah. to something. I think, in a way, that's the theatricality we're talking yeah. about. Where it's yeah. like, there's and that's what's missing something. from a lot of stuff today because everybody cutting cuts and pastings. So everything yeah. is just stupidly perfect. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, everything's in perfect tune, and that's what I love about the band. I mean, they have their own different personalities, mm-hmm. which make up. Uh, they're all parts of the whole, mm-hmm. and there's there are imperfections. You well, know? we're yeah. talking about we wow, talked about beautiful. that drum beat. Talk about that drum beat where it's like, no one would have gone to a book and said like well what's what drum beat do i want and it seems like more like they just figured it's like what would be kind of neat is something like you know like mm-hmm. that's nothing anybody wrote down yeah. nothing anybody knew about they made it for this mm-hmm. and then it became the teenage lobotomy forefront sound you know like mm-hmm. that it's yeah that's the organicness of it that yeah. i think is charming. Yeah. i love the way it starts over tommy's drums and yeah. you, hear, you hear the room yeah, the room sound. Yeah, you're right. Sound. It's uh, it's awesome. But yeah. to bring it back to the Johnny 
to the Johnny. Bring it back to the Johnny. If you think about Ramones and you think about, okay, yes, Joey is a lead singer, but what is really the sound of the Ramones? It's the guitar. Yeah. I mean, no matter what the drums are doing. And the drum beat. Yes, but... It's a guitar. It's, it's, the, it's that it's, chainsaw guitar. It's that guitar. Mm-hmm. And so I it's think that, that this is a song point. where that guitar is just... It's ripping. It's yeah. ripping, yeah. Well, that's that's why we kind of came up with that this game of trying to pick... Yeah, what's, what's the MVP most valuable Because so often it's hard to pick. Yeah. And you can't have one exactly without the other, but every now and then it's like, well, it's just maybe just a little more whatever your heart desires. Yeah. yeah, I usually give it to Johnny, but... He usually gives it to Johnny, and I, I give it to I, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we, we all zigged and zagged. Yeah. Um, well, Ed, thank you very much for joining Phil, us. Phil, my pleasure. This, thank you so pleasure. much, Ed. It was oh, really fun. Really Thanks for coming down to Fabulous Poway. Yeah. Well, if anybody's in the neighborhood, stop on by. <laughs> He's got or, snacks. Poway. Po- Poway. He's got yeah. snacks. He's got snacks. I have snacks. I have snacks and water and beers. <laughs> so kind to us. Always. No, um, I... Yeah, it, you you've been kind and patient with us, and very open and honest. And you've had this great has questions. Been really, great. really, we have. I think we've had a great conversation Thanks. here. I think we've had a great conversation. I here. think we have too. I really should have recorded this. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> so everybody's done with rehearsal. Uh, no, uh, thank you again. Um, I'm going to try to wrap this up and say. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us ramble on for a while about the Ramones. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, and to cut you off real quick, uh, once again, go out and get the reissues, Rocket to Russia, oh, Leave yeah. Home, Ramon, the Ramones. And look for others and, to come. Yeah. And you can always find me at edstacium.com if you want to Thank you. drop me an email. Exactly. That's and true. is there some project that you're working on now that you'd like to plug? Um, or? The Road to Ruin box is coming up. Beautiful. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm working with a... Uh, I'm working on, on a Long Riders record right now. The Long Riders that I made a record with 30 years ago. We all decided to get together and uh, record, uh, record a bit in L.A. And I'm finished on mixing it right now. Cool. And of course, there's some Misfits stuff coming up I'll be working on later, oh, great. later this month. Nice. And there's probably some other things that I don't even remember. Do you just work nonstop? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, but it seems like you really like it. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't know what else to do. Not, yeah. not like sports. <laughs> I, I, like I don't like sports. I don't like yeah. golfing. Um, I don't you like forgot s- that fax machine. <laughs> I left the fax machine in Colorado, so I'm just I'm I'm just, I'm stoked to work all the time. Cool. cool. Yeah. So well, good. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I want yeah. I do want to plug a band called Sihasen. 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 They're a Actually, I met them because they were such big Ramones fans. Um, it's uh, they go back. They were they were a band called Blackfire, but now they're a brother and sister bass and drums team, huh. and they're called they're Navajo. Okay, uh, and they're amazing. Uh, they're just they cool. talk about relative subjects, and uh, they're uh, just a, a fantastic. Uh, Sihasen. Sihasen. The record will be out in March. We'll link we to it. Yeah, we'll year. link to it. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Nice. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty cool. Nice. Uh, they're into their very much into indigenous people's rights all over the world. Love it. And they're just beautiful people. And cool. they've written some great songs about peace and love and love that. Understanding. Get it out there. Yeah. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have to say. Oh good. Well on that note, <laughs> join us next time when we'll be talking about the peace and love song This Ain't Havana. Alright. On Ramones of the Day.